stuff. Okay, so um, would you like to introduce yourself? So my name is Isabel, Isa for French, and I am from Olivares, a small, well, well, it's a village in Sevilla province. Nice, nice. And, and what do you do? Most of the time I'm a teacher. Sometimes I've had other crazy jobs, but they don't count much. <laughs> cool, fair enough, fair enough. And Kristen? <laughs> Who are you? What's your name? <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> My name is Kristen and I am from uh, Estonia and I'm an English teacher as well. And where are we? We are in Lufina. So it's, it's what? It's early July, which means we have finished our school year in Spain, which is a bit of a relief to everybody because it's been a difficult year, <laughs> to say the least. Um, we went into quarantine relatively early, didn't we? When, when, was, when was that? It was about... Midway through March. There's a couple of weeks before Easter. Yeah. Uh, and then we did a whole term, mm-hmm. right? So we did what? We did... April, May, June. Yeah, kind of. The whole oh. trimester. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was a while, wasn't it? Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today, because we had some ups and downs with online teaching. <laughs> Have any of you been a teacher online before? No, I haven't. No. I tried for a while to teach Chinese on, through Skype, yeah, uh, because I moved out of Sevilla, and some of my students wanted me to keep teaching them, so I tried it, but I only tried it for a little bit and I gave up. Right. Until now, I haven't seen myself in the need <laughs> of doing it, yeah. because, uh, well, back then it was like an extra bit of money because I my job was here in Lucena. And I still was going to have that. So I got rid of the Skype lessons. Yeah. But in this case, during coronavirus, uh, well, we had no choice because we didn't have any other job. True. So well, but having said that... We were kind of forced to, to adapt to it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we, we, we did have a choice. Before we jump into the ins and outs of teaching online, did you have any, any funny moments being able to see into all your kids' homes. I remember I had one student who uh, who had a lesson almost in every room of her house, except for the bathroom. And I, I was always saying like, oh, where are you today? I'm today in the kitchen. Uh-huh, where are you today? I'm in my sister's room. <laughs> and that was pretty funny because I was like starting to recognize that when a student shifted from one room to another, I, I noticed it. You've probably got a, a mental map of her house Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go from room to room. <laughs> So we saw some, there were some funny parts and there were some not so funny parts uh, to the whole situation. Uh, how did personally, how did, how did your sanity hold up? Because I know it was quite difficult for, for all of us. For me, in the very beginning, it was when it was the most difficult because we had to switch online to online uh, mode like really fast. And I was struggling to um, find a system to begin with, we didn't know exactly for how long that was going to be happening. And I didn't want to try something and then have to reinvent the whole system or adapt it again. So I found it difficult in the beginning, but once I found a way to do the activities and focus them on projects and things, then I started getting used to it. Yeah, well, when, you, when we knew as well that it was going to last for a long term, it becomes... It changes everything because if if you're thinking short term, then you have completely different targets to if you're thinking, all right, well, this is actually going to last till the end of the year now. Yeah, so I guess that 
uncertainty almost was quite quite a big part of uh, big part of the problem. But um, that that didn't answer the question. I've got to say, how did your how did your sanity hold up? Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was hinting at. Like in the beginning, uh, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I found it okay, and well, about being stuck at home and all this. Most of my hobbies are indoor activities, and I don't live alone. Yeah, true. So yeah. for yeah. me, it was not that difficult, I would say. Yeah. Kristen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at first, I was like, yes, it's going to be fine. I'm rather introverted, so me being at home is no problem. But I, I remember at one point I, <laughs> where I hadn't seen other human beings, and I only saw them when I went to the store. I was getting a little bit of like, uh-oh, <laughs> this feels a bit strange. <laughs> so I remember talking to my students, and uh, they were like, ah, I see my mother all the time, and they're trying to be crazy. I was like, I wish I had a mother next to me right now. <laughs> like, it, was a bit, uh, it was a bit strange. And I think uh, it was also like, because it was always like they prolonged. And I think in my head, I was always hoping for or thinking it's going to happen where we're going to go back to the classroom. Yeah. So my kind of sanity was holding up the idea that at one point I'm going to be in the classroom with my students. And when I hit the realization of this is not going to happen until in the end of the school year, I think not to say that I hit rock bottom, but that's where I really feel felt low because I was like, I have to accept the fact that I'm going to teach like this until the end of the school year but then the adaptation process began where I was like I mean there's no other reality so you have to get and I think that's what helped me to get over it finally but I remember just that feeling it wasn't panic but I was really like oh my god this is not gonna end like it's gonna end but it's gonna end in two months yeah not in uh, next week <laughs> yeah the, so that was crazy the jail term was suddenly extended wasn't exactly it? Yeah. yeah what about you Andy yeah it was it was hit and miss like there were parts I liked um, for example, I like working from home. That's a that's that's a fact. I like that. I like not getting infected by things from little children. <laughs> that's a big bonus. I do. So I work mostly with little kids. So the interaction element was was really difficult. And so to teach kids like that and keep them entertained and it was just not so much physically draining, but just really mentally draining to the point where. I would actually dread the lessons throughout the day. Mm. And after the lessons, I just wouldn't, I, d I wouldn't want to do anything, mm. which is not really like me. I'm always trying to sort of busy doing something. But it seemed to just sap my energy. Mm. So although my, uh, my, my sanity as such was okay, I think my energy levels were just in the bin. Completely. Yeah, mine as well. That's true. Mm. I could only do passive activities after classes. Which was mostly watching just TV. watching TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also, again, on screen. Yes. Because that's that's what I know that really drained me a lot. It was the fact that even though... Because entertainment factors are often that you either read something online or you watch your TV, and then that includes the screen as well. So it felt like non-stop screen time. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it, it was. It was... It, it's difficult to do anything else. And yeah. again, for example, um, me and Issa, we're fortunate enough to live in a, in a house and have a bit of outdoor space. But Kristen, you were in a very sort of traditional, well, not traditional, what's, what's the word? Conventional sort of Spanish accommodation. And so you had nothing, right? I had a rooftop. Rooftop, ideal. But, it's, but it was still like, 
<laughs> I remember going to the rooftop and thinking, you can see like you can see nature around you, but you, I felt like that was when I felt I was in prison, yeah. because it's like you can't know you cannot go there, <laughs> like you can go somewhere to buy food, but you cannot go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's when it got better for me as well. Was the first what six six weeks, I think. It was definitely six weeks for kids, maybe seven weeks for us. It was seven weeks for us. There you go, seven weeks we couldn't go out and do anything, could we? That was rough. Mm. When at least I could go for a bike ride in the morning or go for a walk or something. Mm. Totally, that made a huge difference. I heard that that was really misguided as well, the actual chance of catching the virus out and about is if you're going for a walk or if you're going to exercise, it's very minimal. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, so they they think that was bad advice now. What was your first expectation of what teaching online would be like and how did that compare to the reality? I think, I mean, I was super excited at first because in my head it was going to last two weeks. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. like, yoo-hoo, yeah. like something new, something different. <laughs> I, I was the same. I was like, genuinely excited. And I think yeah. actually mm. from you, I, 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 I was dreading it a bit, but when you got super excited, I think I was like, oh, that's true, <laughs> new challenges. And it's temporary, but... <laughs> when it became not temporary. <laughs> I was very yeah, excited no. in the beginning as well. I remember when we had that meeting at school yeah. and they were telling us like, look, this is going to happen. I, I saw it as an exciting opportunity to learn something new mm. and explore. Uh, I, I have been um, looking into uh, doing something uh, different anyway. The focus that I thought it was going to have was more like mm, recorded lessons or activities that we would prepare and then uh, put online somewhere mm-hmm. for the kids to to look at or, or to work with. But then they ended up um, telling us that we had to do this uh, live classes which is a whole different thing in in the first approach there would have been more creativity maybe more quality uh but having to do a a live like that it it felt like more of a challenge even a a more difficult challenge yeah i I think it was the same for i mean it was the same for me for sure because i was also at the same time when we were starting to give live lessons i was observing uh, estonian Facebook groups for English teachers and I got super excited about like all oh, the stuff I can use and then when I realized we're gonna teach live fully only <laughs> I was a little bit like oh damn <laughs> if we briefly explain the timeline for us it was there was this possibility of going of the quarantine coming to Spain because it was happening in Italy and so we were um, keeping an eye out on that and we had a meeting the week before saying that this is quite likely to happen and so we started drawing up plans of how we would we would make it work right and I think uh, you know as a teaching team we agreed that the best idea would be to split um, activity time and like face-to-face online classes right but from a business point of view the owners obviously decided that's not what they wanted to go for and I can understand that because it's hard to justify sometimes to the parents with all these like fantastic tools that are available online do you believe um that the kids would have been better served having a mix of shorter online classes uh shorter face-to-face online classes that is with us teachers there and more activities or do you think the 
maintaining the class structure that we had and just changing that to online w- w- was the most effective thing. Mm, I have personally, I mean, I have been reading about the experience of Estonian teachers who obviously were teaching in public schools, but most of them had, uh, they served their lessons in a way that they had like one half hour lesson per week where like some teachers at least and those were saying that that's what they found and student feedback was also that it was great that they had exactly that they had one meeting with the students and then otherwise they, they produced materials for the students to work on uh with and i mean the students loved that structure or to spice it up somehow not always every week to have the one hour long lesson it's just to kind of that's give a variety point. there yeah yeah mm. yeah true yeah yeah you could mix it up couldn't you mm. You could even set projects, um, and then th- that week the kids have chance to do, you know, do the project, and you can catch up with marking or set new tasks. Or exactly, mm, yeah. and or like you'll be a- available in those hours yeah. for students to ask questions if there are questions while they're doing that in their like space. But like it's just kind of mix it up mm. rather than having just point. online face to face. I do believe as well that that would have been a better approach it's called blended learning no yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i think it would have definitely made a difference because the attention span span of a kid during classes online is so short like it, in in person is short already mm. but online it's even shorter because they get distracted by things they get tired it's been dif- difficult for kids and I think if the classes have been uh, shorter and after an activity that they would have to complete on their own or something, they would have a clearer idea of the problems they they have, the questions, the doubts that they would ask their teacher so that they could um, devote their one-on-one time to solving those problems. It, ch- it changes based on age, of course it does. Like, But I can imagine myself as an adult, and I have done like you know these massive open online courses and, and, and things like that. And even if you have interactive activities and you've got things to do, it can be very difficult to sit there for an hour. Oh, yeah. Usually after 50 minutes, you want to um, go get a cup of tea or something and break it up. Um, I, I think I remember learning that as a teenager when I was, you know, like revising for exams. I used to just set a timer. It's like 50 minutes. All right, great. I'll take a break. I'll have a cup of tea and I'll come back. Sitting down and doing one thing for an hour is tough. And if you're four years old and you've got some strange foreigner shouting instructions to you from a computer, it just must be the most abstract thing in the world. Uh, I don't know how they did it and I don't know how I did it. I don't really remember any of it now. <laughs> it's just a, a wash of... Um, of, a, of, of, of strangeness. Because I know, I mean, I, I remember doing online courses and I always, like, I mean, I watch video and I always pa- pause it. I would not be able to carry through the whole hour without pausing. Yeah. And, well, that's the great thing about video, too. You can pause, you can mm. rewind, but that live structure... It's just it's it's also a challenge as a teacher to keep it dynamic and the pace very high and and it and the thing is you can want you may want to have it like the pace, mm-hmm. but there are internet problems uh, from your yeah. side from their side so it's like uh, it really unpredictable and it's not something that you can control. Well, it's like having a disruptive disruptive student in class. Mm. It's the it's it's the online equivalent of that, <laughs> isn't it? Um, Only thing that you cannot like 
you cannot <laughs> when you when like you can control your disruptive student exactly. in a sense, but you cannot control the inter- you can say bad internet, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be brilliant. Yeah. Zoom should invent a button for that. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself together. <laughs> <laughs>